Hello guys and welcome back to Pixlet Talk. I'm your host Herman and on this show we speak to, about everything from entertainment to education and you know it's been a, quite a while since I recorded so it might be a bit rusty here and there but today we got one of the most amazing dudes, the most amazing guy, the most amazing parody maker I've ever seen and before I introduce him let's head to our intro. Hello and welcome back to Pixelate Talk. So today we have a very special guest. I think majority of you know him. He is someone that we could call Malaysian, although he's, you could say Caucasian. So you can guess all you want. And we have Mark Odi on the show today. Welcome, Mark. Great to have Hello. you. Hello. How are you, buddy? Thanks for that introduction. That was very nice. Yeah, it was great. It's amazing. And it's also great to have you here. Handsome dude. Amazing voice. Perfect. Oh, stop it. Stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> so, I would like to ask the first thing. What made you come to Malaysia, man? This is a very long story, so I'll try and keep it as short as possible for you. Um, but basically, I study performing arts in London. So I went to like a performing arts college um, and I got offered a contract to come to Malaysia to be in this boy band. Um, so a few of you might remember them if you live in like the Subang area. So we were called the London boys and uh, I thought it was going to be like a really good contract. We were going to be like performing around Asia. We were told we were going to be really big. Um, and it turned out we were basically performing at Sunway Pyramid and Sunway Lagoon, which was basically um just read your contract before you sign something. Um, because, yeah, I mean, it was fun, but it definitely wasn't what I signed up for. But at the same time, if it wasn't for that boy band, I wouldn't have come to Malaysia and fallen in love with the country. And yeah, so I was in this boy band and I came to Malaysia. Um, and then my sister moved here for work as well. And I did some traveling for a few weeks when she was here around Asia. And I got offered a TV gig at ATV Quickie, which used to be like a daily entertainment show about seven or eight years ago. Um, and I've stayed ever since because yeah, I freaking love Malaysia. It's a great place. So how would you rate Malaysia right now? Like just the weather, everything in general. So I think, Obviously, Malaysia has problems like every country, you know, I'm from the UK and so many Malaysians always say, oh, the UK is so cool. Why do you leave? Like every country has problems, but I think my lifestyle and things I like really complements well with Malaysia. So, for example, I hate cold weather, like with a passion. I always get ill um, in winter because I always get cold. Um, I just love hot weather. Being a European, coming to a country that's hot all the time, it's it's just really nice because for my work, I don't have to wear like a, a shirt or trousers every day. So I can wear shorts and a t-shirt all year round. I haven't got to buy clothes for different seasons. Um, I think 
the cost of living is very affordable as well. Even if you haven't got a high paid job, you know, rental here is quite cheap. I think the food, you can get some amazing food in Malaysia for um, a really good price. And I think that's one thing people who are not Malaysian, may, um, people that are Malaysian don't appreciate as much as us foreigners because like, you know, Malaysia's got great food. Yes, of course. But if you eat out in England, it's so expensive. But I never cook here because you can eat chicken rice for like, what, seven ringgit, eight ringgit. Um, and in the UK, like eight ringgit will get you like a donut or something. You can't have a meal for eight ringgit. So I think, you know, there's, there's so many great things to love about Malaysia. Beaches, I could go on for a long time, um, but it just it just really complements my lifestyle. Actually, I, I'm gonna sidetrack a bit. Have you went to the Malaysian embassy in the UK, in London? I've been to the Malaysian tourism office, uh, but I've never been to the embassy before. Have you? Yeah, I have. When I went to the UK, and actually, you can get quite cheap food last time before they implement the passport. You must be Malaysian thing. It's I think seven. No, I think it was yeah seven pounds for. Nasi Karabu, I think it's about is was it is it fine in that, the UK for that price? That's still that's still expensive. If you convert that, that's forty ringgit. Nasi Karabu for forty ringgit in Malaysia would be what Sangat Mahal, like it would be so expensive. Um, but I mean, seven pounds is it's it's expensive still, right? <laughs> I mean, so we, we you came here, you appreciate the food. How about just moving here in general, like? other than all the rental and stuff, just adapting to the people here because I don't think Malaysians speak perfect English, you could say. And how do you adapt? Because you add slangs like la, this and that. How do you adapt? So I've been quite lucky because where I've worked, um, most people speak English. Um, I think Malaysians, what I admire about Malaysians is most... Are you Chinese Malaysian? Yep, I am. Yeah, so that means you can speak, what, Chinese, Malay, and English, right? Yeah, basically that. Which, which is dope, man. Like, honestly, like, most people only speak one language. So that's, like, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Um, so coming here, most people spoke English. If I was doing a shoot in maybe some other, other, other states in Malaysia where their English isn't so good, that was a bit tough. But I think most of the time it's fine and in the last three years i've i've learned a bit more malay because i found myself complaining um when i was in the uk about foreigners that would come to work in the uk and didn't speak english like it used to drive me crazy because i was like you know you've you've come here to work why haven't you learned the language why haven't you tried to you know um get in with our culture and then I thought to myself, well, hold up, Mark, like, shut up. You're, you're a hypocrite because you've come to Malaysia and you, you can't speak Malay. So I was like, actually, yeah, like, you know, my, my line of work, I do speak in English mostly, but there are some elements where it's, it's so handy to be able to converse with the locals um, and just order and just, just speak a little bit of Malay, I think is, can get you very far here. I, I want to know because I I grew up with Malay, you know, because I'm Malaysian and the education and stuff. How hard is it, Malay, in comparison to, let's say, English? How hard is it to just adapt, not really adapt, to learn Malay? 
I would say I'm quite lucky because it's a fairly easy language. Um, that sometimes how you put words together are just so simple that it it's sometimes it's it's hard because it's just so easy. Like there are there are some really strange rules about Malay, um, but it's definitely less less trickier than Chinese. Like if I moved to China, I would not be able to cope because. Like Chinese, you guys have like um, like ah uh, is different to like ah uh, and like ah uh, ah uh, ah uh. like it's like oh my god it's like three different things, um so I think Malay is a bit more simple, and it was definitely easier to learn. But I wish I learned it like a long time ago because when you stop learning things, that's the hardest point. Like I always say to people, like taking a two year a two year gap year at college is not a great idea because you lose that, that that drive to study like the momentum just goes it's the same when you're learning something now so when i was doing my malay lessons i was like oh god i've got to do my homework oh how can i process this in my brain because you forget about you know learning basically so any chance to go pick up chinese soon just like you said all those tones I don't think so. No, I mean, luckily for me, I don't have to use Chinese much because most most of the Chinese Malaysians speak English or Malay. Um, so yes, I won't be picking up Chinese. I mean, I, I can I can say a few words in Chinese. I I can sing in Chinese as well. Um, a few songs, a karaoke. Uh, but yes, definitely don't have the time to learn Chinese. I wish I could. Speaking about singing, I have. I didn't stop. I went through your older videos on YouTube, and majority of them are song covers. Mm-hmm. And now you're making like comedy, you know, different things. Even in the UK, you're eating Malaysian food. And where did that transition come from? From singing into more of this parody kind of com- comedy stuff. So, I was in the boy band, and when I finished the boy band, um, I had quite a few followers on on Twitter. Twitter was bigger than Instagram back in the day. And they asked me to to start a YouTube because they wanted to see my videos still. Um, So I started a YouTube and obviously after finishing the boy band, the most natural thing was covers. But I knew I was never talented enough to become like a, a proper recording artist. So, I mean, I can sing, but you've got to know your limits sometimes. And I, I knew that I was never going to be like a superstar singer. So I also enjoyed like comedy and parodies, especially I loved parodies because um, I was inspired by a lot of people. And I think because I, I can sing, it's slightly easier to make the parodies. Um, so yeah, that's why I kind of transitioned to making content that um, I thought would work well in Malaysia, as well as doing things that I'm really passionate about. Considering that you're in Subang Jaya, did the Boba Girl also came around with that one? Oh, the Boba Girl song. Yeah, that was that was quite funny. So, I mean, that was that was I, I think to this day, that's probably one of my top three favorite videos I did um, just because I think it was so relatable um, because Bubble Tea was just going crazy. Like, oh, my God, I would would go to Subang and there would just be lines of freaking people queuing up for bubble tea on a Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, 
have you got nothing better to do than spend your weekend queuing for an hour for a drink? Like, I, I just couldn't believe it. Um, and then you speak to people and they're like, oh, but it's so nice, la, like, so, so nice. And I mean, I tried it. I wasn't a massive fan, to be honest. But um, I thought, okay, I've got to do a song about it. Um, and the one that naturally came was Uptown Girl because I love Westlife. And when you make parodies, you have to pick a song that everyone knows or it's not going to work. And I thought everyone knows that song, especially around the Asian countries where the video had the chance to potentially go viral. So do you still see Lines of Subang anymore? Especially the COVID-19 pandemic and stuff. No, all the, all the bubble tea shops have shut down now, haven't they? I mean, in Malaysia, you guys get hyped and then the hype just goes away quick. Like, you know, you have like the, what, the salted, salted egg hype. I remember everything had salted egg inside it for a few years. And then you have bubble right. tea now. I think it's mala <laughs> now. You know, the, the really spicy citron food, the mala. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. And then there's oh there's something else as well. You you had you had the um the Tokyo secret cheese oh, yeah, tart yeah. phase as well that where was everyone long. was queuing for hours for <laughs> freaking cheese tart. Um I don't know what it's gonna be next, but maybe I'll make a song about it. So So you heard it first hand from this guy, he's gonna he's gonna make cheese tart guys. Maybe he's gonna sell them. Oh, no. I go sell them. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so Man, I, I, I got lost somewhere. But anyway, so, you know, you make all this comedy, all this prank, all this prank and stuff. How about the Justin Bieber one? Um, okay, so when I started my YouTube channel, it was covers and pranks because I love pranks as well. So my earlier videos, they were mainly pranks because I've always been a bit of a prankster. I, I still am. Like, I love just winding people up and pranking people. Um, but it got to a stage where you have to be careful in Malaysia because there people can get offended over the slightest things here if you're not careful. Um, and being a foreigner in another country is also very risky because you do something wrong, you can get kicked out or people will say, oh, you know, you've come to our country, you've not respected this, you've not respected that. So... I don't think any of my pranks did that, but I couldn't take it to the level that I wanted to. You know, I, I had all these ideas and people would say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, it's not a good idea. Um, so I kind of changed my style a bit and I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll do pranks still, but I don't have to physically go out and, you know, do stuff to the public. And the Justin Bieber one was, was just, it wasn't planned. I literally made a, made a video about the mummy. And so, so basically, if you didn't know, um, I, I, I basically made a, a Justin Bieber song, Yummy, but the lyrics were actually mummy. So the Malaysian snack. So instead of yummy, yummy, it was, cause I got my mummy, mummy. Um, and the video did really well. So it got shared a lot. Um, people really liked it. And I just thought, just for fun, I would Photoshop a picture with Justin Bieber because my friend's really good at Photoshop and just say, oh my God, guys, Justin Bieber invited me to LA. And I literally thought people would not believe it. Like, 
and they all did like 90 97 percent of people believed it and i was like oh my god this is hilarious let's take this further so i i took like into stories of you know like um uh, what's the what's the american burger place like five in five guys um inside out that's it in and, in and out, right? i was yeah. like and i was like oh yeah trying this like ellen ellen recommended this like trying this like um like pictures of flights and everyone was like oh my god like malaysian articles picked it up as well um and yeah it was just really funny because i love to prank people um but once again some malaysians got offended like i i had a lot of people saying i can't believe you tricked us you know um i felt really proud that justin bieber had invited you over to la um but the thing is like that's what pranks are and you know like it's what happens like i did one recently as well for dragon's den where i made this video about this this you know the the boiled egg malaysia yeah, yeah. the egg oh, boiler yeah. and yeah and it was just <laughs> i couldn't believe that people thought i was gonna go on this tv show called dragon's den which is like shark's tank because there's no way in hell i would be allowed to because it's not my product but people were like, oh my God, man, congratulations. And I was just like, okay, let's take this further. Let's make a video about, about Dragon's Den. Um, so yeah, I just, I just like to prank people, I suppose, in, in, in the nicest way possible. To, but we consider, I mean, like you mentioned, it's not, it was risky, right? How risky do you think is it being a like, content creator in general? Because all this you know, hatred, all this firing back, something in racism. Mm. Yeah, I mean, actually, the other day, you know, you know that Karen KLCC. Yeah, I saw. Karen Dior. Yeah. So, I saw some of the tweets, and some people were saying things like, "Oh, typical white person, you know, colonizer." Look, typical white people thinking they're this, and it's a little bit like it's one thing I don't like about Malaysia. Sometimes people assume things sometimes just because of you know your race or something. You know, like I, I'm. I'm, I'm a foreigner here, but you know, I, I respect all the laws that I need to respect just because one person does it. So same with, you know, there's some, uh, like religion as well. I hear a lot of people saying that a certain religion are all like this, or they're all like this, which is so untrue. It's just, it's just, there's just a, a few bunch of idiots in each religion that give it a bad name if that makes sense like you know there's some absolutely stupid stupid news articles that come out um about what some preacher or or this person said and it's just so stupid but some people will assume that everyone from that religion is like that when they're really not like i've got friends that are you know malay indian and chinese and they all respect everyone's religion which is what one of the things i love about malaysia like I go and get my coffee every morning and, you know, the staff, you got one Malay, one Indian, one Chinese, and they all look so happy. They're all such good friends. And in some countries you wouldn't get that because there is that kind of religion tension, which I feel like in Malaysia is actually not. It's just a few idiots that say stupid things and then it gets blown out of proportion. I, wow, that is, that is in-depth. I, I never thought of it that way because I have obviously Malaysia being together, but somehow it's not sometimes. Mm. Uh, yep. 
Okay. Yeah, you, you know, it's true. Like, you know, you've, you've, I, I, I've heard so many things and it's so disappointing. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, which religion it was, but, you know, people will say, ah, oh, you know, this religion, they, they judge me because of this. And I'm like, no, it's not the religion. It's just a few really radical people that, you know, like I saw, there was one article I saw, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not Christian, but there was an article I saw years ago about how some communities were appalled that there was a cross like outside a church because it was going to influence other religions to join. And I was just like, I can't believe this is being said because like, surely if, if your religion's that good, why are you worried that someone is going to see a picture of a, a cross or something and be influenced? Like things like that are just so ridiculous and it's such a shame because like i said this is just like one percent of the population everyone else i've met here is so respectful so lovely and yeah i, I just think religion shouldn't be taken like um it, it gets blown out of proportion basically yeah i think it's pretty hard right as you know someone else from another country just came in here and then people just say things about you i think it's pretty hard so I would like to go back to the start of the episode where you say you studied performing arts. And mm -hmm. I want to know that since you start pretty young, right? Was it a talent that you have in you or was it just this passion that's driving you throughout this entire journey of performing arts? Um, well, I think I definitely had good training. You know, I studied singing, dancing and acting for, you know, most of my childhood. So I definitely managed to get the tools to, to use it in the stuff I do today. Um, but things like video editing, producing videos, um, that stuff I had no experience in. I had to learn it on the spot. Um, content creation as well. You know, I didn't study um, the things you would have to study for that. So it was very fun learning about all these things. Um, and when I started out in Malaysia, I was strictly a TV host. I didn't, you know, have intentions to create content. I was very happy hosting TV shows. But as the years went on, people started watching less of TV and more online stuff. So everyone has to adapt. So I had to adapt. I had to, you know, make my own content and put it on my platforms um, instead, instead of just being told what to do and say on camera. Um, so it's definitely challenging. Um, but... I think I was lucky because I, I did learn a lot of these performing skills when I was quite young. So was it hard for you to pick up all these things throughout the way compared to like, let's say studying in the first place? I don't think so because I've, I've always uh, grown with, with the, oh, how do I put this? Like, um, it's not as if I've just come into this society now, like, like I've been in like, um, uh, so, so, so when I started out, there was no such thing as Instagram. There was no such thing as TikTok. As I've grown and I've created content, these new things come up and I've learned about them and I've studied them and I've, you know, got on those platforms as well. So it's, it's not really something that you, you have to study at college for like the newer things. You know, things like VR now and stuff and like all this metaverse stuff, like that's going to be a huge part 
I think in the future, even for content creation and stuff. And there's, there's so many things that you can learn all the time. It's just picking the things that you had the interest in and the things that you could wake up every morning and it doesn't feel like work. But is it necessary to, I mean, like this TikTok, let's say you go back four years, there's wine. Is it really necessary to pick up all these things to attract new people to your content? It's hard because, so in Malaysia, the word influencer is, I, I, fr- I absolutely hate the word influencer because it makes, I, I always like the word content creator because influencer to me is someone that just takes pictures like, you know, with the product or looks, looks good. Um, and I don't really, for me, I'm all about talent and, you know, entertaining people. So I always thought, you know, you have to, I, I just want to entertain my audience. I couldn't care less if I took a nice picture and, you know, I got 4,000 likes. I want to tell a story or entertain people and put a smile on their faces. Um, things like TikTok, you know, they weren't so big back in the day, but I thought as a content creator, okay, people's attention span is getting shorter and shorter. You know, YouTube's still great, but there are some people out there who just love quick videos. And, you know, there are, there is always a way to condense an idea to a, to a shorter video. So that's why I jumped on TikTok. And a lot of my content creator friends were like, oh, TikTok sucks. You know, it's just people dancing and looking stupid. And I was like, yeah, well, but be, you know, why didn't you be the person that does something else? And they were all like, oh, no, I don't want to go on TikTok. Now they've all got TikTok. Um, so, yeah, it's, and there's probably going to be another app in a few years' time that will, might be bigger than TikTok. We just don't know it yet. So, do you think that's also the reason about short attention span that why TV is well, not as much viewers as before? Do you think that's uh, sorry, one of the reasons? Do you think that was sort of the reason that you know TV is not as popular as before because of this short attention span problem? I think TV's always been popular. I just think now there's more choices. So Malaysians, for example, you know, things like Netflix, they like Amazon Prime, they have so much more choice. So that's why people in Malaysia watch less TV. I think in the UK and in America, um, TV is still very popular. Um, so yes and no. I think because social media has become so big now, you could you could happily sit at home watching YouTube videos on my on your phone. But a few years ago, you couldn't do that. So you were watching more TV. So yeah, what you say is, I think it's kind of true. And also, it depends on what country you're in, yeah. So t- speaking about choices, I, I've not told Mark about this beforehand. We're going to have something new on this in this podcast, which is a okay. quick fire round of random things. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. I guess, I think you're a Chelsea fan, am I right? Yes, of Great. course, the best team in the world. <laughs> okay, and... Wait, who do, you, who do you support? Keep that for last, because I have a okay. good question for you. Okay, So. Cool. It's just a few questions, really quick. Football yeah. or basketball? Football. Not Malaysia or England? Uh, Thai. Thai. That's lemak or pie and mash? Or any other British food in general? Um, English breakfast. Full English breakfast. I think I know this, but hot weather or winter? 
hot, hot weather, but I do love Christmas. The week of Christmas is um, the best. But hot weather, if I had to pick one forever. Watching content or listening to content? Watching content. And the last one, and the one I want to know the most. Arsenal Chelsea, or Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Arsenal or Spurs? Oh, um, <laughs> ah, okay. So I would say... Oh, right now, Spurs, because they have Conte's manager, who was very good at Chelsea. Yes. Bam. Are you an Arsenal fan? No, I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> oh, that's that's very rare. See, in Malaysia, it's always Liverpool or Man United. So it's it's quite nice to meet Spurs. I actually don't mind Arsenal fans in Malaysia because it's like, oh, okay, not bad. But yeah, most people, it's like, oh, Man United, Liverpool, GG United. Well. Ole just got sacked today and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, man, we should protect that dude. But anyway, I got one last question for Mark. And any message, you know, in general to anyone who wants to get into this, you know, content creation, acting, singing, all this stuff. Any advice? Well, there's a lot I could say. I think the main thing would be only get into content creation youtube if you really have a passion for it because unfortunately not everyone can be a content creator youtuber you have to put so much effort into it so that's why i'm saying you have to really have a passion um have an idea do something original don't just you know upload videos of you and your friends trying food or vlogging, you make it special because there's hundreds and thousands of people doing that. Um, if you just want to do it for fun, for a passion, do that. You know, if that makes you happy, great. But if you really want to take it to the next level, you have to be unique and different because like I said, there are so many people out there um, that are, are doing this. Um, and also I would like to say, to, to any younger people watching this, I would say follow your dreams. Um, I know in Malaysia, um, I, I, I've given talks at universities before and I always bring this up. Um, you know, sometimes teachers and parents are not always right, in my opinion, because I think the world's changing so much and, you know, we're starting to see more younger CEOs and younger people who are, you know, top of the companies. Before, in Malaysia, you couldn't be a CEO if you weren't 60 plus or 50 plus. But, you know, now, times are changing. And I, in the nicest way possible, don't always listen to your parents. If you have a dream, chase it. If, if you want to be a, a YouTuber and you really think you have the passion and the drive, and your parents say, oh no, don't do this. You must study this, you must do this. Prove them wrong, you know? Um, I've got friends who, who are in jobs they hate and they wish they had not studied that, but they thought of the money. And sometimes life isn't about money, it's about doing what makes you happy. And you could be driving a Ferrari, you could be earning so much money, but you could hate your job for the rest of your life versus somebody who has a normal job but they really love that job because your work is 70% of your life. From the age of 21 to about 65, you're going to be working five days a week. So that's literally 70% of your life. For that 70% of your life, 
pick something that you love and you wake up to every day and makes you happy. Because if you don't, that 30%, you're going to be miserable. So, yeah. So, guys, follow your dreams. And yeah, quick shout out to myself. If you want to listen about younger CEOs and stuff, you can head to the last episode, which is the founder of Drum Study, uh, SPM studying platform. You can learn a lot of notes. And Mark, thank you so much for joining us today, actually. It's, it's great. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. nice, nice to chat to you. Nice to chat to the younger generation. And I really hope that uh, Spurs finish top four above Manchester United. That would be, that'd be really good. <laughs> hopefully, I think it will happen. Chelsea's going to win the league. I think yeah, it's oh, going to happen. Thanks, man. Okay, yes, yes, happen. yes, yes, Unfo- yes. Unfortunate, but I think it's going to happen. <laughs> so, guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, a follow would be greatly appreciated and that will help us tremendously. We'll be posting every fortnightly at 8pm, GMT plus 8. You can now stream us on multiple platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You'll find about, you'll find about more about me. Damn. On my Instagram, shameless plug, at Herman underscore Pang. And if you like, you can DM me, I'll shoot reply within one day anyway thank you and see you next time hope you have a great day night or any other time you're listening this to bye bye hi guys i think herman here instead of having our usual outro for today today we'll have one of mark's cover and it's on his youtube he's, he have tons of cover on his youtube you can just go check it out and yeah here's one of them hope you enjoy i got a fire for a heart I'm not scared of the dark You've never made it look so easy I got a river for a soul And baby you're a boat Baby you're my only reason If I didn't have you there would be nothing left The shell of a man who can never be his best If I didn't have you I'd never see the sun Taught me how to be someone All my life you stood by me When no one else was ever behind me All these lies, they can't blind me Your love, nobody can drag me down All my life you stood by me When no one else was ever behind me All these lies, they can't blind me With your love, nobody can drag me down Nobody, nobody, nobody can drag me down Nobody, nobody, nobody can drag me down I got a fire for a heart, I'm not scared of the dark you never seen it look so easy I got a river for a soul, baby or a boat Yeah baby you're my only reason If I didn't have you there would be nothing left the shell of a man who can never be his best If I didn't have you, I'd never see the sun You taught me how to be someone All my life, you stood by me When no one else was ever behind me All these lights, they can't blind me With your love, nobody can drag me down Nobody, nobody Nobody can drag me down Nobody, nobody Nobody can drag me down Nobody, nobody Nobody can drag me down